0: Hello, my fellow True Crime fans. Wherever you're listening to this today, thank you. Don't forget, slide over to that five-star review button, press it, and then share with all your friends. Today's interesting fact is about hedonistic killers. A hedonistic killer is someone that takes pleasure in killing, and they're capable of doing extremely heinous things to their victims, things like disembowelment and dismemberment. Depending on the type of hedonistic killer, because there are a couple different types, the crime may be spontaneous, and they don't always get sexual pleasure from killing. Sometimes it's connected to power and control. Going into today's episode, we're talking about a killer that dismembered and disemboweled his victim. This is a graphic episode, but stick around to the end to find out what happens. It's a partially cloudy, chilly day on November 19th, 2020. We're on an isolated country road near San Antonio. This road is a known illegal dumping site, and a public works department crew is doing trash cleanup. They're freezing their butts off, cleaning up other people's discarded trash. Now, when I say it's chilly and they're freezing their butts off, the definition is different for us South Texans. We get cold if it's below 70 degrees. During their cleanup, the crew comes across a large black trash bag that's too heavy to lift, and when they try, it tears open. The public works employee, Flores, sees a long, thin hair, and he knows it's not an animal's hair. He also sees a silver necklace and calls his supervisor immediately. Here's a clip of what Flores remembers This clip has been previously edited. Long, thin hair, which is usually, I would think it was a dead animal, but the hair looked too human to be an animal. Inside the trash bag is the body of a mutilated young woman. There's a second bag nearby, and it contains a small gift bag that according to an affidavit was quote, tied in a particular manner, end quote. Inside the smaller bag was a torn up receipt for a nine millimeter pink camouflage gun. This gun had been previously reported as stolen, and when police ran the serial number, it led them to a house at the 300 block of West Harlan. The house was a known drug den, and after looking at photos of the house, it's definitely in rough shape. At the home on West Harlan, On Saturday, November 21st, so just two days after they found her body, 10 people are detained and questioned. The woman inside the bag was 31-year-old Nicole Perry, a mother of three. Her hands had been removed while she was still alive, as well as some of her other body parts. She was disemboweled and struck in the head with such force that the murder weapon, went approximately four inches into her skull. Most of the people questioned refused to cooperate. However, a few of the witnesses said they overheard that the killer killed Nicole Perry in front of her fiancé. It takes several weeks before an arrest is made. Let's go back to Thursday the 19th. Nicole had been arguing with her fiancé in front of another person. This person is Rafael Castillo. He's a known gang member, and he frequented the drug den on Harlan where Nicole and her fiancé had been staying while they were homeless. Castillo wanted Nicole to shut up. She had been having a hard time since her dad died, and she was known to be mouthy. But when told to shut up, she would just get louder. Castillo felt she was being disrespectful. And instead of leaving the situation, he taped Nicole up with duct tape. He then started cutting body parts off of her with a machete, including her hands. He put her hands into a large crock pot. She had to have been screaming bloody murder, right? Castillo then disemboweled her. He grabbed an ax and swung it so hard that it went approximately four inches deep into her skull. So here's the thing. While Castillo is mutilating this woman and killing her, there are other people in the room. And one of them is her fiancé, Randall. You might be wondering what Randall is doing while all this is happening. He stood by and let it happen because Castillo threatened him with the 9mm pink, camouflage gun. Some things we know is that Castillo is a very large man. He's about 6'4 and 300 pounds. Randall is not. He's only about 5'8 and he's fairly thin. Now, we don't know if drugs have been, been used right before this or what really happened in that room. Here is a clip of Randall's account. It has been previously edited.
1: trying to get her she kept on talking she kept she, even afterwards she wouldn't stop and I just I continued to try to get her to quit because uh, it looks like uh, he, he's uh, pretty much upset now he grabbed some tape i start taping her hands up I, I couldn't tell what he was saying because I, I I really wasn't paying attention to him talking. I was just watching Nikki. And uh, at any point, at some point, I'm I'm thinking to myself, uh, all right, uh, he's he's gonna pick it up after. I mean, put put the machete back down after he picked it up. And uh, he raised it and. As soon as he raised it, I, I already knew what it was going to do, and I turned my head, and I, I heard it hit. That's a sound I will never forget. She was on the couch at first, but then she ended up on the floor. She uh, wasn't saying a word, but she was on her side, and uh, she kept moving around, lifting her lifting her head up. She kept trying to look around. Uh, I, the only thing I could think of was she was trying to look for me. He went and grabbed the. Other.
0: When Castillo is finally arrested, about a month after Nicole's murder, he was arrested at a family member's residence in Brownsville, Texas. Brownsville is about a four-hour drive from San Antonio. He's charged with first-degree murder, and his bond is only set for $500,000. Now get this, Castillo was out on bond while waiting for his trial. A man that dismembered a woman for being, quote, disrespectful, was allowed to be out on bond. Apparently, he wasn't allowed to leave his home and followed all the rules, but I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. It takes nearly two years for the trial to start, and the trial lasts for about a week. While witnesses testify, Castillo sits there, emotionless. One of the witnesses, Vanessa, testifies that she walked in and watched the entire attack happen. She says she was terrified for her life. Another witness finds Nicole's hands in the crockpot. Castillo had ordered Vanessa and Randall to clean up the body and scene. Randall had to remove an axe from Nicole's head. Could you imagine going through that? Having to take an axe out of your mutilated fiancé's head? Nicole's hands that had been put in the crockpot were never found. Some of the other body parts were also never found. Another man had to dispose of Nicole's body that had been put put into a blue tote. There was so much evidence presented at the trial. It was the axe, the machete, the blood-covered paper towels they tried to clean up with, kitty litter that was used to mask the smell, Nicole's shoes, and so much more. Apparently meth heads don't know how to clean up a crime scene very well. Castillo's defense was that none of the witnesses were credible because of their drug use. Then the jury deliberated for less than an hour, less than an hour, and they found Castillo guilty. He was sentenced for 70 years with eligibility for parole in 30. So when Castillo killed Nicole, he was in his 20s. That means he could be released In his late 50s but still fairly young no Nicole wasn't a saint she had her problems she did drugs but she didn't deserve to die no one deserves to die in such a horrific way she was alive while being dismembered I want to leave you with this final thought Castillo is a man that was arrested for kidnapping in 2019, so about a year before he killed Nicole. Yes, the charges were dismissed for lack of evidence, but then he goes on and mutilates, disembowels, and murders a woman for, quote, disrespect. This man has gang ties, potentially with the Mexican mafia. And I ask, do you agree that this is a weak sentence for such a scary person. My fellow true crime fans, if you liked today's episode, please slide over to that five-star review button, press it, and then share with your friends. However it is that you share information, whether it's via text, verbal, or all over your social media. Each week, a new episode is released. Please like and subscribe, and we'll catch you next week.